That was curious. Whoever had left the roadside cross had made a mistake. He remembered that the date crudely written on the cardboard disc was June 26th, Tuesday, tomorrow. Maybe the poor mourners who'd left the memorial had been so upset they'd jotted the date down wrong. Then the images of the eerie cross faded, though they didn't vanish completely, and as the officer headed down the highway home, he drove a bit more carefully. Tuesday. The faint light, the light of a ghost, pale green, danced just out of her reach. If only she could get to it. If only she could reach the ghost, she'd be safe. The glow, floating in the dark of the car's trunk, dangled tauntingly above her feet, which were duct-taped together, as were her hands. A ghost. Another piece of tape was pasted over her mouth, and she was inhaling stale air through her nose, rationing it, as if the trunk of her Camry held only so much. A painful bang as the car hit a pothole. She gave a brief, muted scream. Other hints of light intruded occasionally. The dull red when he hit the brake, the turn signal. No other illumination from outside. The hour was close to 1 a.m. The luminescent ghost rocked back and forth. It was the emergency trunk release, a glow-in-the-dark hand pull emblazoned with a comical image of a man escaping from the car. But it remained just out of reach of her feet. Tammy Foster had forced the crying to stop. The sobs had begun just after her attacker came up behind her in the shadowy parking lot of the club slapped tape on her mouth, taped her hands behind her back, and shoved her into the trunk. He'd bound her feet as well. Frozen in panic, the 17-year-old had thought, he doesn't want me to see him. That's good. He doesn't want to kill me. He just wants to scare me. That's all. She'd surveyed the trunk, spotting the dangling ghost. She tried to grip it with her feet, but it slipped out from between her shoes. Tammy was in good shape, soccer and cheerleading, but because of the awkward angle, she could keep her feet raised for only a few seconds. The ghost eluded her. The car pressed on. With every passing yard, she felt more and more despair. Tammy Foster began to cry again. Don't, don't! Your nose will clog up, you'll choke! She forced herself to stop. She was supposed to be home at midnight. She'd be missed by her mother, if she wasn't drunk on the couch, pissed about some problem with her latest boyfriend. Missed by her sister, if the girl wasn't online or on the phone, which of course she was. Clank. The same sound as earlier. The bang of metal as he loaded something into the back seat. She thought of some scary movies she'd seen. Gross, disgusting ones. Torture, murder, involving tools. Don't think about that. Tammy focused on the dangling green ghost of the trunk release and heard a new sound, the sea. Finally, they stopped, and he shut off the engine. The lights went out. The car rocked as he shifted in the driver's seat. What was he doing? Now she heard the throaty croak of seals nearby. 
They were at the beach, which at this time of night around here would be completely deserted. One of the car doors opened and closed, and a second opened, the clank of metal from the back seat again. Torture. Tools. The door slammed shut, hard, and Tammy Foster broke. She dissolved into sobs, struggling to suck in more lousy air. No, please, please, she cried, though the words were filtered through the tape and came out as sort of a moan. Tammy began running through every prayer she could remember as she waited for the click of the trunk. The sea crashed. The seals hooted. She was going to die. Mommy! But then, nothing. The trunk didn't pop. The car door didn't open again. She heard no footsteps approaching.